I'm a fucking idiot. No, you're not, dude. It's just <laughs> we, Saturday morning. I'm sitting here trying to adjust the levels and shit, well, and I'm listening to it that's through here. That's what you're used to doing when you're on the God, other podcast it, and everything. It's just plugging okay. into the back of the mic. This is the Be One Change One podcast, where our mission is to help listeners to find values, practice integrity, and inspire change. Our vision is to mentor men and empower them to achieve more by taking responsibility for shaping their own lives. He's Cass, an evolving man who has been shaped by adversity and continues to grow through his imperfections. And he's Roscoe, an imperfect work in progress that tries to suck less every day. Between us, we have over 40 years of Air Force fighter pilot experience with countless hours as trainers, instructors, and mentors. Join us and learn to take responsibility for your own life as we dive into subjects from leadership to resilience to vulnerability. Be the one who changes their course. Be decisive, driven, and purposeful. Set the example for others. Lead. We wish we'd had this show when we were younger men. Be the one. How does every good fighter pilot story start? Dun, 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 dun. Respect. <laughs> so there I was. No shit, true fucking story. Sitting in the auditorium at the kids' awards banquet in, I don't know, a couple months ago. And across the auditorium, across the gym, sits an old friend of mine. So I take a picture on my phone, and I drew in the little editing software or whatever in the iPhone. I don't really know how to work it, but my kids kind of have figured it out. So if they can do something, I can do something. What One man can do, another man can so I figured out how to draw an arrow to his cranium and write, stop eating your boogers, and I sent it to him. And that gentleman is sitting across from me right now, Cass Cooper. Welcome to the B1 Change One Podcast. Yeah, thanks, Roscoe. How did we even get here, man? That, yeah. Um, <laughs> crazy. It so, is. So the, 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 the and then to that story is for the next, what, hour or so? Yeah. We entertain ourselves by sending text messages, talking shit about the kids that are walking by yeah. and the teachers that are handing out things. And We're not nice people. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> well, you know what? It was entertaining and it kept me alive. And good God, those benches were Yeah, it's super not comfortable, uncomfortable for like two and a half hours to sit on high yeah. school bleacher. <laughs> it was a million degrees stands. in there. Yeah, and, gosh. And, you know, 500 kids have to go by and get their stupid rope for being part of the who gives a shit club. Yeah. So... But anyways, so then there's a there's another and then to that story. What happened yeah. the next day? So then the next day I was started a trip and I was uh, overnighting in Austin and just got to thinking, you know, I know you've written a couple of books and you've been doing some coaching and things on the side. And I was like, you know, I'd really like a way to, to just reach out. Like I, I think a lot about masculinity today and, and mentorship and you know, just how to influence this younger generation. And so I was like, you know, screw it. So I sent Roscoe a text and go, hey, we should start a podcast. And about 30 seconds or less, I got a <laughs> response back that was like, dude, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. So I think that probably was not the reaction you were anticipating. No. Is that fair? Yeah. I figured there'd be some some leading questions first. Well, what kind of podcast yeah. do you think? Yeah. You know, you want to talk about unicorns? Not just, and yeah, let's go. <laughs> We're going to do book reviews, kind of yeah. like the Joy Luck Club or something. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, so that was... Uh, so that was the start to us being here today. Yeah. Starting episode zero. So what made you want to do this, man? What's What are you passionate about that made you decide that this would be an endeavor for us to... 
try well, out. Yeah, and, and you know, there's there's got to take a step or two back and 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 have that. Like when we when you kicked me that idea, I had no idea what you were talking about or yeah. what you were thinking. I had no idea what type of podcast sure you were thinking of. You know, we could talk about four wheel drive trucks for two hours. I don't know. You drive a sports car. I drive a Jeep. So yeah, uh, there you there, go. There's you know. So I didn't really know. So there was a uh, quite a bit of discussion in there about what types of things we might want to talk about. I mean, you and I have sat behind closed doors in an office over a Jack and Coke several times, solving the world's problems yeah. and bitching about people and, you know, How what we would everything. do. Yeah, yeah, what we would do in different situations. But then I think the more we scratched down into it, the more we dug down into it, we found what you and I both perceive as kind of a, a void in mentorship and guidance towards a younger generation of young men. Yeah. And and that's at least kind of the direction that I had thought about going and, and you know, I'd, I'd previously thought about doing this on kind of maybe my own show as a solo thing or whatever. So when you wanted, when you were thinking the same things, when we started connecting the dots there, I was yeah, like, Oh sure. man, this is going to be great. You know, because yeah. you and I see life through the same lens in a lot of respects. However, we're still very different and, and dissimilar both in, in personalities yeah, and, our and backgrounds. backgrounds and, and, you know, just a whole host of things. So I think it's going to, I think it's going to, bring out some really good discussions with that being the target, kind of that, that younger generation, you know, our generation passing on lessons learned to a younger generation. Yeah. And that's at least kind of my mindset going into it. Yeah. And, and so for me too, it's really just about life skills. Like there were so many things that I've learned over the course of the last 50 years, you know, and really kind of more so into my mid thirties and on that I wish I would have known when I was younger, I wish somebody would have had that conversation with me or would have taken the time to provide that guidance to a certain extent, you know, just to help me critically think about who I am, what I believe, what my real values are, how to show up in the world with those things. And I didn't have that stuff. I think, I think you and I as by, by, as a byproduct got that somewhat from our time in the military because it teaches you some things, not, not necessarily about defining your individual value systems, but you know, it definitely teaches you some attributes like discipline, courage, for sure. Things like that, perseverance, grit, and resiliency for sure. But yeah, and so I've been fortunate in my life because I've had mentors along the way for most of it that were kind of fundamental in me finding my path to fighters and to the military and and onward. And I've been to, I've been a mentor to many men. Uh, there's, you know, I have several students that I've had while I was an instructor in the Air Force that still reach out to me for personal advice, professional yeah, advice, awesome. and things like that. And so this was something that resonated with me because it's such a unique platform to just reach a broader yeah. audience. You know what I mean? To be able to have some impact. And that's why I like the be one, change one piece of it too, right? Because... Dude, I don't know if this is going anywhere, but if we can influence or help one, just one dude, person, one person out that's there, it. that's, yeah. that'll be enough for me. Like it'll all be worth it for that. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I reached out to you. Cause I thought that maybe you would be a willing partner, you know, with some shared experiences, but obviously some unique and some distinct differences where we could really convey some good lessons, solid lessons learned and life skills to people. Yeah. Because you've had a ton of experience in this realm, too, as a coach with all the coaching that you've done yeah. and the mentorship that you've done as well. Yeah, yeah. And so what does B1 Change 1 mean to you? 
Well, I, I think you were getting there, man. And, and it's interesting that you brought up the military piece and how that kind of helps you, I think, and it gives you some skills. I think it gives you some guideposts, maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe some left and right boundaries yeah. or, 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 you know, at least at least gives you the skills to be able to, once you define those values, now you have at least the skills and the base to be able to execute and act on them. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that's where the discipline and, and things like that come from. And a good example that I have is I'm actually mentoring this kid right now. He's 24 years old. He just separated from the Air Force. He did six years in the Air Force, an enlisted kid, got out uh, as a senior airman, an E-4. So he and I started this conversation. It's kind of a long story. But anyways, we're, we're in this conversation, and I, I asked him, I said, hey, man, let's pretend like we want to take this a step further and, and make this kind of a formal thing. You know, what are you hoping to get out of this relationship? And he goes, I don't know, dude. Just, you know, teach me how to be a man. Yeah. Kid just did six years in the military, man, yeah. from 18 to 24. By every definition, by every societal definition, he is a man. Yeah. He's 24. He's married. He's got a dog. He pays his rent. He pays his taxes. He's, he's, gone, to, he's gone to war. Yeah. I mean, the guy, can, he's a man yeah. by definition, but he he didn't know what that meant. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's really kind of where I want to go with this is let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Because I see that. I've raised three boys. I have a bonus kid. And I've got probably four or five others now that I'm in some form of either informal or formal mentoring coaching program with. And that is a common theme. Yeah. But in that age group, because I really believe this, man, I believe that kids, children, male, female, doesn't matter. They grow up all the way up through the time they graduate high school. They have a purpose going to school being with their friends, playing their sports, being in their clubs, whatever it may be. But one day they're handed a diploma. They move their tassel to the other side, and that why is taken away. And we throw them out into the real world, and we expect them to succeed? Yeah, well, I think we put way too much pressure on kids, too. I mean, I was fortunate because I knew at a very young age what I wanted to do, and then I was able to achieve that. But as far as, like, being a fighter pilot and doing the Air Force thing. Yeah. But we put way too much pressure on kids, I think, to know. I mean, at 18 years old, for you to know what you want to do with the rest of your life, it's not that simple. And most people don't know. I mean. It's unrealistic. It is. My wife's a perfect example. She didn't really find her calling until she was really into her mid-30s. Yeah. You know, and then she went back to school, got a master's degree, and now she's doing what she loves. So, you know, there's a process for each of us out there. And I think that's important to stress, right? Because it's unique to everybody. And it's not the same for everybody. But you can find it. Uh, it just takes a little bit of discipline and a lot of patience most of the time. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And, and you know, to that kind of a, another piece of that is it takes patience. Maybe it takes some exploration. Yeah, it definitely maybe, takes ex- exploration. Maybe it takes a, a little bit of fearlessness to try new things. But somewhere along the way, you probably need someone else to kind of guide you along. Yeah, you, you do. Know? And, and, and you, I know you've got a really cool story about that, how Jim helped you out. yeah. Yeah, so when I was uh, 15 years old, um, my mom was working for a chiropractor, and there was a, a guy that was going to the office there who worked at Boeing and Boeing Safety, and he was a retired Air Force fighter pilot. And he also taught civilian instructing on the side, and so my mom started talking to him, and she's like, oh, yeah, my, my son wants to fly, and at first he was like, yeah, I'm not flying with a 15-year-old, you know? He's like, there's no way. But, of course he does. Everybody yeah, wants to fly, but right? but she kept bugging him, and... And so he's like, well, bring him out to the air park and we'll do a little discovery ride and we'll see how he does. And, you know, that was the start of basically a relationship where this man 
basically became like a second father to me and was a huge mentor and really helped, you know, guide me and propel me towards achieving my dream of going into the Air Force and flying fighters. Yeah, eventually. I, think that, I think that's hugely important. It is. So there's a lot of things that like going, just going back to what you were talking about with the military, you know, you learn some characteristics, but you don't really learn values. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't really learn how to be necessarily introspective and how to look inward and really kind of define those things. And right, we're kind of a sum of whatever we learned growing up as a childhood, whether, you know, you were raised in a Christian family with mm-hmm. Christian values yeah. or whatever that experience was when you're younger, a lot of that's environmental. A lot of the things that you think you believe and that are important to you are kind of learned and may not necessarily be. And those things evolve as you get older too, right? Priority shift your, as you experience more in life and relationships and society and culture, like some of those things will shift for you. Yeah. So I think what's important to stress is this isn't a one and done kind of thing, right? Like this is an evolutionary process. This is stuff that you're going to go through in some respects, for the rest of your life. Now, there are some core things that won't change about you most likely, right? And our hope is that we can help you define some of that stuff through the conversations that we're going to have on this podcast. But yeah, I was very fortunate to have Jim in my life. Uh, You know, and then I had several mentors in the military too. Of course. Squadron commanders and stuff like that that helped me along my way to achieve success at different levels uh, that were fundamental in what I did and who I kind of became. Yeah. So in a little bit of contrast there, and, and that's one of the highlights of you and I and our relationship is very different yet very the same. I didn't have a gym in my life to to set me on that path. I, I chose the trial and error path. Now, lucky for me, I was kind of fearless enough to, to be able to execute on that and to act on that. But a lot of it was just poking and and at some point I'd find a soft spot and I'd go that way, you know, and, and it was, it was really out of necessity that I joined the air force. I, I failed miserably at college at my first attempt. And so I enlisted in the air force Yeah. and then I, I built a family like right off the bat. Like Katie yeah. and I met when I was 20 years old, we were 20 when we met and we've been together ever since. So, you know, a few years go by, uh, we waited a while for her to get out of nursing school and then, I'm like 25-ish years old or so. So, I mean, you're talking seven years after high school is when I finally went back to school, went back to college. And I did well at that point because mm-hmm. now I've got a different set of driving motivation behind me with sure. my family and, and being the provider for them and and uh, so on. And that's what kind of got me going down into the, the flying road. I, I mean, I was an enlisted guy and I didn't know shit about shit. I didn't know how to get there. All I knew was... If I became an officer, I'd get a better paycheck, and it was a little bit better standard of living yeah. out of that. And and then they asked me if I wanted to fly. So just dumb luck and timing. And that's how, you know, eventually over several years of that, you and I ended up in the same squadron. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was a very different experience in that I just kind of had to make it up as I went. And now when I look back on that, I'm, I'm very excited to be able to have all those lessons. But – I would not choose that path given, you know, if I had the option back in the day, I would rather have somebody kind of keep me between the ditches and and show me the way. Yeah. And Jim was, Jim was unique too, because he was a A1 Skyraider Sandy pilot in Vietnam doing search and rescue stuff. I mean, he saw some, he has some incredible stories and he never like pushed me necessarily. Like he was never overbearing in his approach to me, which I always appreciated, but he was always, the support system that I needed. 
because I didn't go right to the Air Force. Like I didn't have the net, the standard. I crammed four years of college into six because I had to work my way through school. You know, that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, right. <laughs> because uh, I did my first year at Embry Riddle, and then I came home, and my mom and dad were going through a divorce. My mom has multiple sclerosis, and uh, she wasn't going to be able to keep working. And so I ended up staying home after my first year of college in helping her pay bills for a year and a half, working at Consolidated Freightways in downtown Seattle, loading trucks from 10 at night until 6 in the morning, yeah. and going to community college. Got my AA, went to the University of Washington, got involved in politics, ended up with a full-time job in the Washington State House of uh, Representatives as a legislative assistant, and uh, did that for a couple of years, but I was I was getting nowhere fast, man, because I'm doing you know one class a quarter. Yeah. And at that time, it was 27 to get into the Air Force. You had to, you had to have your package in or be selected by the age of 27 well i'm coming up on 24 and i'm the horizon timeline's not looking good for me you know what i mean so i started my own business did political consulting went back to school full-time because one of the pivot points for me in my life was kind of like you right just i could live with no i could i could live with if i went to the air force and and took the air force officer qualification test and tried to go and they told me yeah you're not qualified you can't be i could live with that I don't think I could have lived with the what if question for the rest of my life. What if I would have gone back to school and gotten my degree and yeah, tried, that's a right? Tough one. It is. Yeah. And it was scary, man. I mean, it was a very vulnerable place to be in because when I started my own business, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make enough money to pay bills. And I was married at the time and we had bought a a little condo, you know, and I had bills to pay and school and all that stuff and I was like, "Man, I don't I hope this all works out, but but it did, and Jim was always that support system for me and uh, just kind of helped me realize that goal and that dream. Yeah, that, you just took me back in my mind, and I, and I had these visions of coaching football, and I would have kids from time to time, like their parents would call me in during the middle of the week or whatever and say, hey, little Johnny's thinking about quitting. Will you talk to him? Yeah. And that was kind of the message that I would try to send to him a little bit is, Dude, you can quit, okay? But for the rest of your life, you're going to wonder. Yeah. What if? For the rest of your life, you're going to be a quitter who looks back on that season and go, man, those guys won the championship that season. What if I would have stuck with it? Yeah. What if I had a ring? What if I had a cool picture on my wall? You know? And, man, I think that's hugely important. Like, you know, I, I, I tend to look back into my past, and I don't have a lot of regrets but I have a couple of places in my life where I might have chose a different path had I known some information at the time. Yeah. And and having that mentor in your life, I think, can can provide that. So if I had a goal, you know, any kind of goal out of this, it would be to be that person for someone else. You know, I want to be the one who changes one person or, or maybe helps them along a different path. Yeah, for sure. And it reminds me, too, like you were talking about exploration, you know, I looking back at that now for me, that process of getting back to the air force, you know, there were some, some gut checks in that, but there was also some exploration in that too. Right. Because I was loading trucks at night and then I was working at home Depot and then I was framing houses, none of which I enjoyed. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I always enjoyed politics. So I'm like, well, yeah. I'll take a chance, right. I'll go, I'll, I'll go, work on somebody's campaign. I'll go volunteer. Well, I started doing that, you know, and that just kind of led to building relationships that then opened up doors to me at the state house of representatives, you know, and the next thing I know I'm an administrative assistant to the speaker of the house. And then 
I'm a legislative assistant to the majority whip and yeah, that's cool, like man. it just, you know, things. So never be afraid to take that leap and that jump because sometimes knowing what you don't want to do is just as valuable as knowing what you do want to do. You know what I mean? Bingo. And, um, and so explore that and see if it's a fit, see if it works for you, see if it's something that you really enjoy, yeah. because if it's not, you'll know, and then you can pivot and shift, shift course and shift direction. I used to tell the kids all the time is like, we're going to find your, t- everybody has a talent. Yeah. We're going to find your talent. And sometimes you have to do that by process of elimination, but everybody has a talent and we'll find yours. As you were telling that story, I was, I was kind of sitting here thinking about, I had a meeting with a guy not too long ago who's getting ready to retire from the air force. And he too has a podcast. Well, I'll talk about him later. I don't want to name drop him just yet. Cause he hasn't retired yet, but he and I were talking on the phone. We were having a really good conversation and, and he was like, he was at a toss up, you know, do I go to the airlines and fly for them or yeah. do I try to do this other thing or whatever? And I said, well, brother, what do you want to do? Yeah. And he goes, well, in a perfect world, I would do this, this, and this, right? And he wanted to set up a company to where he goes in and he helps people almost like the Air Force's version of the self-inspection slash safety review kind of kind of methodology, you mm-hmm. know, non-retribution, third party. I'm going to yeah. come in. I'm going to try to find what's wrong with your company. and Get help feedback, you give you that feedback. Yeah, exactly but non-retributional. And he was having a real hard time with his almost like separating his personal identity. Cause this guy worked really, really hard to become a fighter pilot, like failed out of a bunch of shit, got kicked out of the Academy. Yeah. I mean, just all kinds of stuff went against him and, and against the grain. And he eventually made it into a cockpit. And, and I told him, I said, Hey dude, consider this just for a second. Okay. Consider maybe, you weren't put on this earth to be a fighter pilot. Maybe that is just a piece of a bigger puzzle. Yeah. You know, maybe that was one piece of the greater whole that is your purpose moving forward. Right. That could have been what informed you, what gave you the background, yeah. the qualifications, the insight, the right questions to ask, all skills. those pieces, right? Yeah. The skills. Yeah the discipline, the organization to move into whatever this next thing is for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, looking back on my life, I think that, I mean, I, I felt it in church a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting there, I had all my boys with me and it was funny. They were, I took a picture of us all and they were standing there. So it was, it was Nikki, Caleb and, and Colin were all standing there and it's during the praise service. So we're all standing up and I just kind of, you know, selfied all four of us. And they're all standing there with the same exact expression on their face and the same exact posture with their arms crossed, just like, I don't want to be here. But you are here. Yeah. Okay? And for some reason, man, that just really hit home with me. And and Katie and I are sitting shoulder to shoulder with each other. And I, I actually texted her in the middle of church. And I said, my heart is so full right now because I really feel a calling to pass on the lessons learned, right, wrong, or indifferent. Because not every lesson is a positive lesson. No, some, some lesson is a, it, it, it's a lesson in what not to do. Failure is one of our best teachers. Bingo. So... Uh, to be able to pass that on to the next generation, the younger generation, so that hopefully they don't make as many of the same mistakes. And, and I understand, man, especially for young men, some of it is a rite of passage. Yeah, well, know? and it's it's not just about not making mistakes, right? Because you're going to make mistakes. It's, uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's that's imperfect. Um, that's fair. But it's about having, I think for me anyways, and for what I've tried to teach my children, is it's about having some moral clarity, some personal integrity, so that you can make, when you're in those crunch moments and you've got to make a decision, 
you take all the information that you have at the time, but then you bounce that off of the value system that you have, and then you, you make the best decision you can in the moment. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, right? But that's better to me than I get the sense just, you know, seeing some of my my son's friends and things like that, that there's a lot of kids that are just kind of on autopilot. Like they don't really know there's whatever the influence has been in their life, societal influence, friends, whatever. They just kind of go with that flow. So, you know, for me, be one, change one is really about, because like, right, some of the things we're going to talk about are a little deep and some of them require a lot of effort and are kind of hard. It's hard to be introspective. It's hard to kind of look inward and try to figure those pieces out for yourself. But if you can be one of those people that does that work, then you're going to set yourself on a good trajectory, right? You're going to set yourself on a good path. You're going to be able to make good decisions for yourself when it comes to opportunities or relationships or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, as you start to kind of refine those pieces about yourself, you'll be able to change the people that you influence around you, right? Yeah. Like like your story from two years ago yeah. or a couple of years ago after we got out of the Air Force, after we both retired, you yeah. know, share that real quick. Yeah, well, that was a, you know, that was a, that was a hard time, man. I mean, I've been out for five and a half years now and the first two and a half to three were not pleasant. I think especially as a service member, sometimes we confuse who we are with what we do. Yeah. And there's some identity issues in there. Mm-hmm. It's easy um, to get your identity wrapped up in what you do for a living. Yeah, but then somebody handed me a flag one day and said, thank you for your service, and that shit was over. Yeah. So now what? Simultaneously, my kids had grown up just a little bit and didn't rely on me as much. They weren't as dependent on me as a dad to get them places and feed them and clothe them. So I kind of lost my why for a lot of things in my life. And it took me about two and a half to three years. I was having a lot of back issues. I had a back surgery in there. So I wasn't able to exercise the way that I like to, which we know, I mean, it's, it's proven time and time again, that that's so important for your mental health. Yeah. And man, I was just in a bad spot. And, you know, just, I downloaded one book on audible that got me back into reading and got me back into researching and learning again. And I found this thirst for knowledge again. And that led me to, looking for time in my day when I could listen to the book more and learn more things. And so I started walking around my neighborhood that got me back, started getting me back in shape. And it's just been kind of this really slow climb back up the hill to get back to the Roscoe that I knew when I was, you know, 35 instead of 45. Right. So, but it's a process, you know, It, it really is. And if you know the process, if you understand the process, it's a simple process. That doesn't mean it's an easy process. Yeah, that's for sure. It's it's simple. It's kind of a step one, two, three kind of thing that you can just follow. But I, I can tell you confidently that here I am two and a half years later. I'm in a much better spot than I was, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. And it's a continual work in progress. But just in doing, going through that two and a half year process, how did that influence the people around you? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's had a lot of positive influence. I mean, just from direct family members and some very close friends, we've, we've created a couple of what we like to call just little inspirational uh, groups on social medias that we have, you know, I don't know, 15 or 20 people that we all go through these little programs together and we help motivate each other and, and all that. And we get, you know, you don't do these things for the pats on the back yeah, for sure. And if, if you are doing it for the pats on the back, then we probably Stop. need to, we, we need to have a talk about your value system. Yeah, that's right. But you're going to be disappointed, but that's not to say that the pats on the back are, 
they don't feel good. No, sure, like, absolutely. Like, it, it's it's very nice and warming to know that we are having an influence on people for positive yeah. reasons. Yeah. You know, so many times it's I would always get on, good to get that positive affirmation. Yeah, yeah. Well, a hundred percent. And but, but you know, that is not. I don't think that that's the end game. The end game no. is when they send me a text message to say, hey, Roscoe, dude, thank you for doing this. You're so inspirational to us. That means that they are now thinking about taking some stock of their own life. That's right. Reevaluating their values and taking a step forward. And that's the important piece. And that's the key. Yeah. It's not the Facebook screen capture that says, look at what I did. Right. It's what are they about to do? Yep. And that's that's where like I really I really feel good about helping people move forward with their life one step at a time. Yeah. You know, journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Take that first step, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get in the arena, right? Like uh, one of my favorite quotes is Theodore Roosevelt's man in the arena. And that's because like the, I've, I've, I've had that forever. And the first time I really shared that was when a really good friend of mine was killed in Iraq and I shared it at his memorial. But what I love about that quote is, dude, you got to get in the arena. You know, if you if you stay on the sidelines, you're never going to get to where you want to be, right? You've got to get in the arena. You got to get dirty. You got to get yep. bloody. You're going to get bloodied up a little bit. That's okay. It's going to suck at times. Embrace the suck, right? We learned that in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. It's sweaty. It's gross. It's hard work sometimes. But you're never gonna you're never gonna experience the joys and the enthusiasms of great success if you don't take that step. And oh, by the way, there's going to be people that you're going to, if, if you choose to go through this process with us, you're going to find out really quick who the people that support you in your life are and yeah. who the people who aren't. Yeah, 100%. You know, and you're going to have to make some decisions around what relationships you maintain and which ones you let go. Yeah. Because you're going to change and you're going to change for the better. And some people will enjoy that and adore that and maybe even follow you in that. And some people are going to turn away and that's okay. Yeah. But do the work. And then when you're in the arena, don't worry about the people in the stands. Yeah. That it's not are the heckling. critic that counts. It's not the critic that counts, right. right? It's not the critic that counts at all. It all the do the work. Yeah. I was going to circle back to that and, and talk about the critic and and cuz haters going to hate, right? I just They're had gonna this, hate. I just had this talk with a 24-year-old kid or 21-year-old kid the other day. We were sitting at lunch, you know, he's just in a spot in his life where he needs some guidance. He's tired of listening to his parents. He wanted to hear it from someone else. And I wrote I was writing notes on the bottom of this piece of paper that I was going to give him at the end. And, and like number two was go look up man in the arena yeah. and read it. Dude, it doesn't matter what other people are going to think about you. Nope. Here's, here's what I have figured out about leadership and kind of being the guy out front setting examples. About 45% of the people are going to like it. About 45% are going to hate it. And about 10% are going to be indifferent either way. So, you just got to do you, man, because the balance is usually there. And, and we see this in politics. We see this in sports teams. We see it in corporate leadership. You know, when you make a decision, half the people are going to like it, half the people are going to hate it. Yeah. Whatever. But there's a line at the bottom of that, man, in the arena that I love. And it says, you're probably going to fail, but at least you're going to fail daring greatly. Yeah. You know, get your ass out there and freaking yeah. do it, man. That's right. And you might fall flat on your face, but here's where we'll, we'll have a, a show coming up on resiliency. Yeah. Get your ass back up, dust yourself off a little bit, write down what you learned and move forward again. Yeah. And just recognize that failure is part of the process, right? It like, and it's okay to fail. I, we live in a society where you have to be perfect and it's not okay to fail. And that's bullshit. Like failure is one of our greatest teachers. And you and I know that from the yeah. fighter community, you know, and we'll go into those things as we talk about 
this stuff in later episodes. But that also goes back to what you were saying earlier, which is just don't listen. You, you can't listen to the critics, right? And this process isn't about impressing somebody else or making somebody else excited for you or anything. Like if, you, if you're not in this just for you, if you're not going to do this work just for you, then your priorities are already misplaced. And yeah. this, this isn't going to turn out the way that you want it to. Yeah, when I'm coaching somebody, I, I tell them, this is extremely selfish. Like, it's all about you. And, and one of my other side projects called the One of Five Project, that's exactly the way that we talk about it is Jim Rohn had the quote that said, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Well, it, as soon as I say that to a person, they start thinking about the five people they spend the most time with and how they're influenced by them. But I want you to look at it from the point of view of being one of the five people and who do you influence? Yeah. And you never know. You never know when that influence is going to happen. Nope. You know, you could walk out of the supermarket tomorrow and drop your bags and throw out a bunch of four letter F words. Well, guess what? You probably just influence a little kid who's walking in Yeah. and, and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Right. Versus, if you're walking out to the parking lot, same supermarket, and you help the little lady put her bags in her car for her, well, you might have just influenced that guy over there. So I look at it from that point of view, and if I can just focus on me, make myself the best version of myself, however I define that, then the influence will happen. It will. Yeah, it'll come naturally. Yeah. And that's really what this is about, right? Like, get yourself in order first. Stop worrying about other people. Like, if you're super critical of other people and what they're doing... You might want to have a good look at yourself for, like, get your orders yeah. in affair first, right? And then you can start to set that example for other people. Yeah. Was it, I forget what the exact the Bible verse was, but it said, uh, he without sin throw the first stone. Yeah. And everybody kind of put their rocks down. It's or like, take the yeah, plank dude, out of your own eye. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. All right. We all suck. Yeah. And I told this to a, to a kid the other day. He finally got to the point where he was able to raise his hand and say, I'm all messed up. I need help. I was like, dude, you don't understand, but what you just did, that is a superpower. It is. It's courage defined right there. Yes. When when you can humbly say, I messed up or I don't know, dude, that is, you just opened up a door to a whole nother world, man. Just started, man. Yep. That you just opened the door to your new path. And now if you just take that a little bit every day and you look at it a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, that's where I think we want to go moving forward in some of the episodes. And that's not to say like, so, okay, let's get real. The target audience here may be a young man or a young lady from 18 to say, I don't know, 27, 28, maybe just starting, starting a family, maybe starting a new career. Maybe you, maybe you're in a rut like I was, you know, I was going down a path where I was just stuck in a rut and it sucked, you know? And, and one day I just had this epiphany that, man, I don't like this. I don't like my reflection anymore. I'm going to do something to fix it. Right. Actions speak louder than words, but let's get real. An 18 year old kid probably doesn't want to sit around and talk about his fucking feelings. Well, an 18 year old kid might not even have that self-awareness yet. Right. Which is what we're kind of getting after. Right. Like if you, if, and that's the point again, if nobody's ever sat down and had these conversations with you, then you might not even have the awareness around it. Right. Yeah. But if you're struggling with that kind of stuff or you're having that, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm not sure who that is looking back at me like this is for you. Right. Yeah. This, this process and what the things that we're going to talk about, this mm-hmm. is stuff that can help you, help you really define who you are, figure out how to walk in those value systems, how to, how to reflect behaviors that match them. 
and and ultimately lead to really good decision making on your part. Yeah. And and the choices that you make down the road and and that will change your life. It yeah. really will. But I I didn't have those conversations when I was 18 no. years old. Nobody no. sat me down and, and helped me through this. This is all stuff that I learned when I was much older. Well, so, I, I to think, a certain extent. I think realistically too. I mean, let's just be real, man. We've been there. Uh, all of my kids are 18 or older. I mean, yeah, mine too. Yeah. So, let's let's just cut right to it. 18-year-old boys in particular probably aren't going to be drawn in when I say, hey, guys, let's come around and talk yeah. about our feelings. Yeah, All right. our values. So, yeah. so that said, a goal of mine anyways, just to, and this is just a personal aside, is I hope that we can do this in a fun way. Yeah. I hope that we can tell some cool stories. Like you told me the story last night about dumping piss out the side of your jet at EOR. You oh, know, yeah. like there's some good lessons in there. Yeah, and there it's a fun story, you know. Poor got, preparation. We've, we've got so many stories about how we failed hard and how we won hard and – and uh, I want to convey it in a fun way because nobody wants to sit around and come on, 18-year-old boys, yeah. let's talk about our feelings. Yeah. They don't want to do that. No, shit. and we're right. not here to lecture anybody, yeah. you know, so, and we're not, you know, I have no professional qualifications in any of this other than the fact that I've screwed it all up a million fucking times. That's about yeah. it, right? Yeah. So. It's valid. I mean, there's there's some things I think that maybe lend some credibility to it. Like, you know, I did 21 years. Uh, well, you did 20 as well. A full career, flying jets, high-speed, elite teams, breaking things and killing people. I mean, there's some credibility built into that, sure. I think, that that lends us to... I mean, both of us have been instructors and trainers for decades, so... Been in a lot of high-pressure situations. Yeah, you know, that... Performance-based that, industries for a very long time. Instant decision-making. Yep. You know, you have to move, and, and it's probably not going to be the right thing, but you can't stay here. Yeah. You know, like the Navy SEALs, uh, they always talk about always improve your position. Well, when you're going 500 miles an hour and there's no reverse, dude, you got to do something. Yeah. But then there's, you know, there's, there's uh, extracurricular things that lend to some credibility, like just the unique eclectic backgrounds that we've had and, and some of the side hustles that we've done and, and the different things that I think are going to lend some credibility to, as we talk about things, we'll be able to draw on real life experiences. That's not just, it's not all high speed, low drag stuff. It's, Hey man, you know, this is real. Like yeah. I was sitting in church with my family the other day and I don't know, X amount of percent of the populace has probably been right there doing exactly that. Yeah. Moving on. So the mission statement of the B1 change one podcast Believe it or not, there was a lot of thought that went into that. Yeah, there was a lot of conversation around that. Yeah, and and trying to dig in and, and really find a way to very succinctly communicate in one sentence what we're trying to do. So we came up with defined values, practice integrity, inspire change. Yep. We're going to dig into that a little bit. Let's, let's break that out and let's talk about what it means. And, and we'll try to keep it you know, wave top level. And yeah, then, we won't get too far in the weeds yeah, to start. Go deeper as we as we move along, but defining your values and, and why that's important and then how to practice integrity every day, which is basically living an honest, courageous, wholesome life. And then without a doubt, if you are able to do those two things and truly stick to it, the inspiration will come. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of conversation around that stuff. And we had to try to break it down into something that was, you know, palatable and that made sense. But there's so much that goes into that too, right? Because it's not just, you may define your core values, but then there's all those other 
attributes that go along with them, you know, whether that's resiliency, persistence, discipline, grit, and then all the things, all the, the, the influences that, that try to work against us too, you know, like shame or fear, yeah, you know, and all, all those, um, the, 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 the constant messages that some of you may have that, you know, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough, yeah. you know? And so how do we overcome those things? Like, what is it? And what, what's in our past that, what's the messaging that we've been given in our past that's, yeah. that's driven us forward to this point? And is that stuff true? Or is it not? And do we believe it? Or don't we? And so those are the kind of some of the things that we're going to get into as we go through this to help you guys figure some of that stuff out for yourself. Yeah, for sure, man. I I think one of the first things that we have to impress upon people is everybody, we're all on our own journeys. We are. And to compete with another person is probably going to lead you onto a path of depression and self-judgment that's not going to allow for your total growth. Yeah. Right. And, and we've all been there. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when I tell people about life in a fighter squadron day to day, it is truly an edgers mentality where, I mean, if you take your foot off the gas for a second, somebody is going to pull ahead of you. Yep. Everybody there is pushing hard. I mean, I mean, really pushing. We're always trying to outperform the other guy, and it's almost, I mean, gosh, it's almost toxic to a point, but that's what drives us to be at the levels that we are, Yep. you know? And, and again, when you're, when you're sticking your nose into a fight with no reverse option, you have to know that you did everything to be the best. Yeah. Well, and it's okay to have competition, right? But you know what? Some people are going to have more natural skill at something maybe than you do. You know, and so if you're sitting there trying to compare yourself to them, then that's just going to end up with, like you're saying, with you having a bunch of anxiety or depression or thinking what's wrong with me or right. So you you can compete with the people around you, but that internal competition that's going on is really with yourself and determining for yourself, how do I make myself better at X, Y, or Z, or what do I need to do to get more disciplined in maybe this area of my life? Or, you know, what are the things that I need to do to get to this, this place that I want to be. And if you just work on that stuff by default, you're going to become more well-rounded, more organized. You're going to have strengths that other people don't have. You're going to have weaknesses that other people don't have. But when you start to understand those things, you learn how you can operate in those environments, those competitive environments and still excel. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It makes sense. I was just trying to look up a, uh, that quote from Robin Olds where it talks about fighter pilots and attitude. You know, it's, it's that desire to do well in front of your peers. Yeah. And, and I think that that, I think that from the background that we came from, I think that's important because you know that at the end of the day, you know that you're going to sit in a room across the table from the guy that you just went out to war with and you're going to debrief who was better, who won, who lost. Yeah. And you're going to find out why, and then you're going to find out how to do better the next time. Right. And that, I think that there's a lot of lessons in there, you know, in the debrief room is where all the learning happens. And part of that is personal development too, where you have to, you have to learn a lot of humility. Yeah, you do. You have to humble yourself. Well, and that's the point, right? If you're competing with everybody, I mean, by default, you're competing with everybody in the squadron. But if that, if, if in your mind, you're competing with everybody in the squadron, then you're not going to get the takeaways that you need when somebody is outperforming you, right? Because you're just going to get angry or upset or 
go into vicious personal attacks against a person because <laughs> that's all you can do. You know what I mean? Instead of actually going, okay, I'm not as good at this, so how do I get better? Yeah, exactly. It, that that if you let it, if you open up that door, that will be the the force that drives you to work harder. Yeah, at it. Like driving home with Katie last night and telling her how tired I was and. She said, well, you know you're doing this to yourself. I said, yeah, I know, but this is how you win. Yeah. Like, you have to leave it all in the field, man. Yeah. I used to tell my players this all the time. I coached eight seasons of football, and I got a couple of big-ass trophies in my room because we were able to leave it all in the field. And if it means a 20-hour day, it means a 20-hour day. Yeah. You know, but if if you want to reach that level in your personal life, you got to do the freaking work, man. Yeah, you got to put in the work. You got to do the work. Yep. And, and some of it's uncomfortable, and some of it sucks, and – Sometimes you have to stand in front of the mirror and really inspect yourself and highlight those things. Yeah, for sure. You know, maybe you need a haircut. Maybe you need to do some more sit-ups. You know, maybe you need to read a little bit more. We'll get into all that, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the ride. If nothing else, fuck everybody else, and you and I'll have some fun. Yeah, we'll, have, a good, we'll have good conversations, <clears throat> that's for sure. That's right. We're going to have a good time because uh, this is fun to me, and, and I've – I've slowly been sharing the message with just a, a very select few people. Yeah. And it seems like the younger generation is like, dude, I would totally listen. Yeah. To it seems like it, yeah. I've done the same thing. And with the folks that I've spoken to there, it seems to resonate to a certain extent, you know, and just to wrap it up, what I'd say is if you've never defined values for yourself, it's, it's a worthy exercise. It's worth the time and investment that you may make to actually think about the things that are really important to you and how to, how to, figure those things out for yourself because once you do that, it will lead to better decision-making in your life. And then don't be afraid to fail. You got to get ego out of the way. You got to take risk. You got to get in the arena and it's okay to make mistakes, right? I mean, yeah. we've, you and I have made more mistakes than I'd like to admit in life. Some of them not real big, some of them pretty big. And we'll talk about those things, but that's okay because as long as when we make those mistakes, we're learning from them, then we know what to do the next time we're faced with that similar situation. Yeah, hell yeah, man. So for the listeners, if you made it this far, go check out our website, www.b1change1.com. That's B in the number one, change in the number one.com. And, you know, there's a little bit of, I don't know, background on us, but more importantly, background on or, or amplifying data on where we want to go with this and, and the things that we want to talk about. And we're going to tell cool guy stories and we're going to have a bunch of laughs and it's not going to all be, you know, this sit around a campfire or sit around in a circle kind of thing. And uh, we want to make this fun. We want to, we want to eventually, I mean, if I had a vision for it, I would say we want to build a community of people who are trying to get better and we all feed off of each other and we all share successes and we share failures and and we try to learn just like we used to some guy does something really great hey let's celebrate that some yeah. guy does something really bad let's learn from it yeah, you know for sure. let's, you know of course there's going to be there's going to be an element of you have to you have to tell the story and that takes the humility piece of it and we used to you know how many times do you have somebody mess up in a fighter squadron and they have to get up at the pilot meeting at the end of the week and kind of have to tell the story kind of just have to put your hands behind your behind your back and tell the story yep. as uncomfortable as it is you it know is. but but for the for the other 30 or 40 people in the room they're sitting there going oh man i've probably done something very similar yeah. to that or man i just did that yesterday yeah Holy exactly crap. thank goodness i didn't get caught but man i'm really gonna write that down and learn from it you know yeah you're not that different than you think yeah. you are <laughs> so so moving forward we'll, we'll hopefully we'll build that community and, and we're going to get on all the socials and, and share all that stuff out so any parting shots there nope Awesome. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. Be the one.
Thanks for flying with the Be One Change One podcast. If you got something out of this show, then be the one and share it in your circles of influence. You can be our wingman through our website at www.b1changeone.com. That's B and the number one, change and the number one, dot com. We invite you to be the one and join our fighter squadron on social media at B1 Change One on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can follow us at Paul Roscoe White on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, as well as Roscoe's website, www.paulroscoewhite.com. You can email us from the website and please leave comments, share, and ask questions, or leave ideas of things you would like to discuss on future podcasts. Most importantly, be the one that helps us win the algorithm by leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Thanks for joining. Until next time, be the one.